Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm really excited today. We've got uh, an amazing guest on our show, uh, father, husband, entrepreneur, coach, author, and uh, what we, I'm not sure if he likes the title fitness business guru, but I'm sure a lot of people call him that. Uh, we've got Pat Rigsby on the show today. Welcome, Pat. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I am excited to be here. I don't know about the the guru word, but I, I get to work <laughs> with a lot of fitness entrepreneurs, and uh, it makes for an, an exciting and really rewarding career. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Oops, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead, Georgette. I was just welcoming Pat. That's all. Just saying, glad to have you on, Pat. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Great. Well, uh, you know, just for all of the, uh, you know, the listeners, especially a lot of our new people out here, they, uh, some people might not know who you are, or they've only heard your name and. not quite sure. So I'm, I just wanted to do a quick intro here, and, and some of this is, you know, part of your background and story, and then we'll we'll get right into the into the interview. So uh, you summed yourself up in five words, which I already said. I love it. Father, husband, entrepreneur, coach, author. That's great. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, 42-year-old guy, you, you built your share of successes from the ground up, and uh, you you uh, have a family or a family man. I think I think that's great. And in the past decade. Uh, if you don't know Pat, he's built over a dozen businesses as a CEO and co-owner, with five five of those becoming million-dollar or multi-million-dollar ventures. And two of those businesses our listeners might have heard of, uh, Athletic Revolution, that's a big one, and Fitness Revolution, have been multiple-time winners on the Entrepreneur Franchise 500. And with each of the number one uh, a number one franchise for its respective market, which is huge, Another business which I heard of and and have actually followed for for quite a long time is the Fitness Consulting Group, and it was a multiple-time honoree on the Inc. 5000, placing as high as number 580, which is that's quite a that's quite a feat by itself on the list of fastest-growing businesses in the U.S. And he's been a best-selling author six times over, presented in front of thousands of entrepreneurs, and been featured in Entrepreneurs, Men's Health, USA Today, and on hundreds of other media outlets. And He's personally sold as many as 116 franchises in a single year, been the strategist and copywriter for over $10 million in online sales from his own businesses and millions more in sales for his clients. And in the fitness industry alone, Pat's coaching and consulting clients have been featured in places like Men's Health, USA Today, Men's Fitness, Shape, Women's Health, Huffington Post, and on ABC, CBS, NBC, and pretty much any other media outlet you can think of. (laughs) In addition to that... uh, they built some of the most successful businesses and brands in every corner of the industry from local business and, and supplement companies to online uh, businesses, certification organizations, even became best-selling authors themselves. In fact, many, if not most of the experts uh, providing business coaching in the fitness industry have been Pat's clients in the past, customers or franchisees. And uh, the best part, he's, he's been able to do all these things while working from home, coaching his kids in baseball and soccer and, and enjoying a, a type of entrepreneurial lifestyle that he'd never thought possible just a few years ago. And, you know, Pat, I know that's that's quite a mouthful for an introduction, but I think it needed to be said just to make sure that everybody realizes how fortunate we are to have you on the line. And, I'm, and Georgette, I know 
and I both, uh, you know, go back way back on on you know just learning from you and gleaning from infor- gleaning from your wisdom from afar. So and I want to also thank you for a lot of the uh, great information you've put out there because a lot of what you've done uh, has enabled me to learn, and uh, a lot of the people that you've influenced have influenced me as well. So it's kind of a it's um you know really is an honor so thanks for being here yes Todd. well it, it it's my pleasure and when you threw all that out that out there at once i thought man that sounds really kind of impressive and everything else and i'm thinking man i couldn't even get my my four-year-old to finish his breakfast this morning so right. uh, yeah all, all those Fun, uh, fun, fun accolades and accomplishments. Uh, yeah, well, they don't seem to matter too much to him. So, uh, um, no. So that well, <laughs> that's a different ball game, Pat. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Pat, can but you tell us? You know, you... maybe. Yeah, yeah. May, can you tell us how you got where you are, how you got here, and uh, maybe a little bit more about your story and your past and you know, what it means for you to be a part of the fitness industry. And I would love to get a little bit more background, and I think everybody would, would benefit a lot from that. Yeah, so, you know, my um, my original kind of career as an – you know, once I got into the workforce, I was a college baseball and strength and conditioning coach and taught at a uh, small state university in Ohio, Shawnee State University. And, um, you know, I definitely approached that in something of an entrepreneurial fashion. I'm not sure that the uh, the administrative, administration always enjoyed my entrepreneurial approach, but, um, you know, I, I started to show an interest in uh you know, just marketing and, and copywriting, seeing how that could help me with recruiting, uh, and and then also did some some private instruction, both skill work and personal training, strength strength and conditioning work on the side because working at a small state university is a surefire formula for not making much money. So um, over time. I kind of just decided I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. I wanted to go out there and kind of carve my own path and, uh, and not really have to deal with bureaucracy and, um, and and somebody else deciding my budget and and all that sort of stuff. So I I left uh, the, the world of higher education and, went out to the private sector and actually took a couple jobs for a little bit. I took a job running a baseball academy and a, you know, and there was a performance training component there. And then later on I uh, became um, a- a- affiliated with a company where we, we ran personal training in some other clubs and, uh, and I actually ran all the gold, the, the personal training for all the gold gyms in Kentucky for a while, which with both of those, I kind of considered um, my uh, advanced education, if you will, to to try to learn what it was going to take to run my own business. And um, so somewhere along the way there, uh, back in, I guess it would have been about 2000, mid-2004, I, along with a, uh, a business partner, secured the rights to a health club to open up 
that have all the training rights, all the retail sales rights to that, and um, and opened up a training business and a smoothie bar there, um, and really did well. I mean, went from zero to about 420 clients in 18 months, which, um, you know, in a town of about 23,000 people, it was uh, that that wow. was that was something. And then at the same time, we opened up a second location. Uh, we opened up our own health club and had a you know our training business uh, built into that club, and and it did well too. And um, so about that time, we started to delve into the coaching, consulting, information marketing world, just kind of sharing the things that had worked for us and, and and things snowballed. Uh, you know, I think that at that point we, you know, the industry kind of the, the coaching consulting side of the, the fitness business landscape here was much smaller and we had really good relationships with mostly the other guys that were doing work there. And we kind of carved out our own path and, um, ended out, doing a lot of coaching for people who've really, really played a prominent role in the industry. And then things just one, you know, one thing kind of led to another, uh, you know, acquired an, an ownership stake in a variety of brands in the industry, started various brands that culminated in the, you know, the franchises that you alluded to earlier, but along the way, um, you know, ran a coaching program called the Bootcamp Blueprint, which, uh, you know, gosh, probably helped hundreds and hundreds of, of fitness professionals really get their, you know, get their start, really gain some traction in the group training and boot camp space. I was just at a, a Change the Game event this past week, and, um, you know, I had several people come up to me that I haven't spoken to in a few years and say, you know, tell me that Bootcamp Blueprint was, you know, the the game changer for them. And uh, and so, yeah, there's just been a lot of uh a, a lot of things that you know, I and, and that previous organization, I, you know, I was a part of, we got to got to do and then you know, over time it just um, you know, to get to where we are now, I, you know, we had grown into a pretty big organization with lots of employees and lots of layers and lots of uh, moving parts. And, um, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm definitely a family guy. I kind of like the, the simplistic approach. I, I like working from my home office. I like uh, being able to take kids to school, pick them up from school, go out in the yard and play wiffle ball mid-morning with my four-year-old when he's not at his little preschool, all that stuff. And then really what I'm passionate about is helping fitness entrepreneurs build their own ideal business. I think that right now I've I've kind of got a handle on what my ideal business is and the stuff I love doing, and that's it. So I'm going to you know, be dedicating my time and effort and, uh, and energy to help people build a business that, that they're that excited about, that gives them the fulfillment that they want, um, allows them to make the type of income, have the type of lifestyle they want, and, you know, and allows them to have the impact right. that they want to have. So, uh, 
you know, I, I feel like that's a pretty long-winded approach, but that's uh, kind of where we are right now. Right. Because you just had a transition recently yourself, and you may still be in in transition. I don't know if you wanted to say a little bit more about that. If, if, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that we were able to, you know, at the fitness consulting group, we were able to build a lot of really cool solutions and we you know the athletic revolution and fitness revolution which are our licenses now were tremendously successful franchises um you know we've been able to have a, a a really significant impact in really all corners of the industry from equipment to youth fitness to certifications to franchising but ultimately you know, I I felt like it, it, at this stage, we you know we we each had different visions. You know, my my business partner Nick and and I had different visions, and he had a vision for what he wanted the business to look like. And then my vision was very much kind of that I want to just help people build their ideal business. I'm not trying to fit them into um, my version of what a business should look like. I'm not trying to um, kind of make everybody look the same. And, uh, and and I'm not suggesting that he or any other business coaching solution out on the market is, but I know that for me, the businesses that I admire most are the ones that they've kind of carved their own path and they're really unique and they they, they stand out. They're the businesses that, that are really discernible from everybody else. And I said, man, I, I mean, if I'm going to be, trying to be a leader in this industry and help people um, have success, that's the route that I want to take. So I just, you know, I I, uh, sold and and separated and kind of moved away and took a few of the solutions we offered with me, like the Virtual Fitness Mastermind and a few of the products, and and really – have gone all in on, um, you know, helping individual fitness entrepreneurs build the business they want. Sometimes that's online, sometimes that's offline, sometimes that's group training or boot camps, and sometimes it's semi-private. And right. and it's been really, really rewarding because I think that it allows each person in their business to kind of become the best version of itself. Right. I like that. What do you, what do you think prompted, aside from what you just said, any other factors that prompted you to just say, "Hey, I feel like this is where I want to go." No. Was it? You know, um, anything else that prompted? I mean, really, it was just. Yes, I wanted what? to wake up. I, I just wanted to wake up each morning, just right. super excited about what I was going to do. And, um, you know, and I think that to continue, uh, you know, and I think anybody should have that. And I know that, um, you know, my, my former partner, Nick, um, you know, he was really excited about a direction he wanted to go in the business. And obviously, you know, I mean, I would want the same for him to be able to wake up and say, man, I am, I am doing exactly what I want to be doing today. But I know that like selfishly for me, 
that that was something I wanted. I I, I want that, um, and kind of the 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 lifestyle that goes with it. Like you know, I'm a big fan of the kind of uh, the, a, a business that that allow that serves your lifestyle rather than you feeling like you're owned by mm-hmm. your business. And um, you know, and so in the the direction that I've gone, um. You know, I mean, I I feel pretty humble to say it, but it's, uh, I mean, it allows me to kind of do everything that I want to do. I mean, it allows me to work with the people I want to work with. Um, you know, I mean, as it, clients or, or customers, it allows me to certainly earn a, a, an income or a livelihood that far exceeds anything that I would have ever imagined back in my baseball coaching days. And it allows me to have a lifestyle that is is pretty cool because, man, I've got a 13-year-old and a 4-year-old, and I remember how short a time ago it seemed like, you know, it was when the the 13-year-old was 4. And, and, you know, when he was a 4-year-old, the bus would pick him up at the gym for preschool and it would drop him off at the gym because my wife and and I both we we worked there morning, noon, and night, and we were kind of owned right. by our career. And admittedly, you know that's kind of the stage of business we were in. And I, I feel really, you know, really privileged at this point to have been able to create something that allows me to never really have to to navigate that again. It's not, you know that compromise and, and and frankly I want it for the uh, the people that I work with I, I mean I want them to be able to enjoy that same thing because you know everybody wants to talk about the grind and how much struggle it is or whatever else but you know if it's a grind forever then we're right. doing something wrong <laughs> Hey Pat uh speaking of the grind and the struggle uh could you tell us what what's been your biggest struggles in your career? Some things that were big roadblocks that you had to figure out a way to get past. Um, change. I mean, there have been you know I think any time that we make make a change, it's 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 nerve wracking. So for me, it's not been the the actual technical piece of things as much as the psychological hurdles of change. Um. You know, when we sold all of our, uh, you know, our, our training business and then later the health club, the change of getting away from having that that and everything kind of being, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say virtual because a franchise is anything but virtual, but, you know, not having that brick-and-mortar facility as home, that was a real kind of a mental block for me. Um you know, reliant. I mean, I know that when I started seeing that my income with a lot of the the stuff that we were doing, delivering in a coaching program, it made me nervous, and so that was a a bit of a, a struggle. Um, I know that moving away from the the partnership that I had had um, recently was a struggle because there's a lot of security in being in your comfort zone um and knowing that i've got two kids and a wife that uh you know i mean obviously my wife 
is a successful entrepreneur in her own right. But, uh, you know, I feel a, a huge sense of responsibility for her. So knowing that any decision I make is going to have a profound impact on them, um, you know, and, and before that, moving away from being kind of a baseball coach and, uh, and a strength coach, I mean, because that was my identity. I mean, I was on billboards. I had my own radio show. That's really what, I mean, I can still go back to that town and people call me coach. So anytime that I've had to make a significant change, that's been my struggle. And, you know, a lot of people think about, well, you know, I'm, I'm making a change from maybe my pricing or a format of service I'd deliver or something else. You know, I've always felt like those things were much, much easier if you had a, a, a reason why. As far as those big, big changes that that, that were kind of uh, that, that had some mental baggage that came along with them, um, be it my identity or my sense of responsibility to others, or just stepping out of my comfort zone. Those are the things that have always been the biggest challenge to me, and I liken it to you know these guys that I that I work with or. or, or speak to through the programs or events that I'm at that say, Hey, I'm going to step away from my job and open my own business. I mean, it's the same thing because that job is security and it's, it's what they're comfortable with. And now there's, there's this risk in going out and and doing something new and it kind of being unknown. And, um, that's, you know, that is, pretty much um a recurring theme i think it's uh it's something i see a lot of in in our industry and and, and i get it i, I mean i'm I, i'm definitely not nervous with my d- new direction now because i'm i'm really enjoying pretty much every minute of it but it would be completely dishonest to say that i wasn't extremely nervous at certain points in the past, regardless of all the nice things that, that were said in the, the intro, somebody would probably think, well, oh, well, he's had plenty of successes, so that's not, you know, he'll he'll be fine. I'm sure he's got tons of confidence. Well, I mean, it's, it's new, and I've got a lot of, you know, I've, I've got people that depend on me. So, you know, that's that's kind of uh, where where I've seen the struggle lie. Yeah. And, you know, of all the all the cool things that you've had a chance to do and all the people you've been able to impact and successes, what what do you personally consider as your biggest successes in your career? I mean, are there anything that you kind of hold near and dear to your heart or some moments that you think were particularly, you know, your favorite uh, in, in terms of that list of success you, that, that we were reading off? <laughs> um, You know... Obviously, the first one is the, you know, being able to create my own business that does the things that that I feel like a good business should do. You know, the, the, the income, the lifestyle, the impact, because I think that leading by example is a pretty darn important thing. There are a lot of people who are kind of armchair quarterbacks and, 
um, have plenty of advice for people, but I mean, if you pull back the curtain, there's not a lot of substance to it. And, you know, so being able to do that where, you know, I, I can have a, a business that serves the people I want to serve and it provides for me the things that I want out of a business, that would be number one. Um, but, you know, other things, just, I, I think, being able to start programs or have live events where I, you know, where I've been able to see a tangible outcome for people because I'm seeing them check in with their successes or I'm seeing them uh, at, at events and them telling me about the things that they've accomplished. Um, man, it's, uh, it's been pretty awesome. I mean, going down to that changing the game event that I just referenced, you know, Luca Hosvar and Steve Krebs were mastermind clients of mine um, years ago. And to, you know, to think that maybe I was able to help them even just a little bit yeah. and then them be able to go and have the type of impact that they had with that type of event, uh, event, the people they serve. I mean, that's that's so exciting. Seeing, um, you know, there there was a, a gentleman, Nate Dilworth, that had been inducted into the Personal Trainer Hall of Fame event there, and he had about a dozen of his clients that have just had the most miraculous transformations. I mean, you're talking people that lose an 80, 100 pounds, and him coming over to me and telling me, man, Boot Camp Blueprint really uh, was a foundation that a lot of my success was built on. And seeing the impact he was having, to think that anything that I got to be a part of helped make that happen, pretty humbling. I mean, I, I, I got choked up while Steve Krebs was on stage talking about kind of his story and some of the challenges he had gone through and seeing where he's at now because – you know, I think that if you do coach or you're kind of an advocate for somebody, you you know, you feel a close connection to them. And so seeing their successes um, and and knowing where they were, you know, when, you know, when, when they were starting or maybe when you came in contact with them, man, that's, that's the coolest stuff. Um, that that really uh that that I that I feel like I get to do and it's not like one specific thing but it's just yeah I mean that seeing seeing the impact these guys have is man it doesn't matter if they were a member of a coaching program or a franchise or I worked with them in a mastermind or a one-on-one um you know, our our industry needs a lot of difference makers, and to think that you know I may have been able to help a few of them become that in even some small way is pretty pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, on the opposite end of that, <laughs> you're on online and a lot in the online community. And what what common mistakes do you see trainers in the business? New or otherwise, um, you know I, there there are clearly a few. Um, 
one is not really ever creating an identity for themselves. They kind of just they're they're wishy washy, you know. They 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 grab any tactic that comes down the line and and try to deploy it to, to get clients. They try to be all things to all people, and you know they're. Mm-hmm. There just aren't a whole lot of businesses that go out there and kick butt and take names that that take that approach. All the businesses that really get a lot of traction and have a lot of success are ones that, man, you know who they're for, what they right. do, how they help people, and we've got a lot of a lot of people in our industry that it, it's hard to define that. It's hard to define who they're specifically trying to serve how they're the best solution for those people, um, what, you know, what makes them different. And mm-hmm. because of that, uh, you know, they're, they're competing on price. They, you know, they, they really never get the type of traction they want to get or, or, uh, or, or potentially deserve. Uh, and, and so that's the biggest one. Um, the, the second is, man, they're just, you know, they're, they're not thinking like producers. They're not thinking like somebody whose job is to go out there and produce tangible outcomes each and every day. You know, and when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about everything from producing results and experiences for their clients to producing better trainers if they've got a staff to Mm -hmm. producing leads and sales and profit in their business. It's almost Uh like they're, they're just kind of along for the ride and going through the motions in a lot of cases. And it's like, okay, I've got to go in and deliver my sessions today and put out fires. And at the end of the day, they didn't do anything that really was productive in a way that moved them towards their goals. So, so those two things are, are the biggest mistakes that I see. Okay. And that's offline businesses, and a lot of people want to get online because it seems to be the, you know, pretty big trend as of late, right? They, you know, they think that if you, you know, get a product online, it's instantaneous, which we both know that's not true. <laughs> it, the, I mean, like the grass is always greener on the other side, right? I mean, <laughs> if, if you're <laughs> offline, the the grass is greener if you're online. If you're in a one city, you're sure the business is better in another city. And, I mean, the truth is, um, you know, the people who get online, by and large, they're usually not committed. They don't understand that the people that are succeeding online are treating this like a full-time job. And and they expect to be able to just throw together a PDF or a few videos into a product and put it online and the magic of the internet is going to make them rich. And, you know, the, the thing about online is, is yeah, there are a lot more people, but it's a lot harder to stand out because you don't have the luxury of geographic proximity to make things easier for you. Because now you've got, if you're in an online or offline business, you kind of got a captive audience because people are not going to drive, you know, 20 minutes consistently to to do something with a trainer unless there's just something really unique and outstanding about that trainer. 
But so you got a, this geographic radius that you can kind of narrow things to. Yeah, right. the internet is nowhere near that. Filled with right. more more prospects than anything else, but there's more competition, and it's a lot easier to be anonymous online than than it is to be anonymous offline. So, you know, you got to go all in if you're going to be successful online. Yeah, and you know, and there's a lot to that on uh, all end statement. I mean, it's not also overnight. You have to build relationships, build you know, obviously you have to build lists, you have to build relationships, you have to build trust. People have to, you know, at least like you a little bit, <laughs> and they have to trust your information. So it's not like, well, here's a great product, and it may be a great product. That's not even the point anymore once you're online. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even matter how great it is. If nobody really knows who you are or you don't have any relationships built up with, you know, both the customer or potential client or a potential affiliate, well, there's, you're right. It's a, it's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the principles for both hold you know, both online and offline hold true. I mean, you need to have an identity. You need to be for somebody so they feel like you are the best solution for them. I mean, I look at my wife's online business as a good example. I mean, she works specifically with busy moms who want to work out at home. And so instead of just being a general fat loss solution or a fat loss solution for women, she's narrowed that market so she knows right. exactly who she's speaking to, who she's trying to reach. It makes it easier to find them. And right. and then all the stuff that you said about building relationships and, and getting people to know, like, and trust you and then putting out great work, all that stuff holds true. But you know what? It's a full-time job for her. Now, is it yeah. more flexible because she works at home? Sure. But that doesn't make it easy it just makes it different and i think that's a an important thing that people have to consider whenever you know they're delving into online if they're ready to make a commitment and really put in the time and effort yeah they can do it on online but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be committed yeah i find that hard for um well not i find it hard a lot of trainers would find it hard because they have offline businesses, and sometimes, you know, it, it's hard to do be two places at once if you're going to be serious about an online business and then you have an offline business. So how would you, you know, attack that problem if, you know, I mean, it, it might be easy. In my case, it's easy because I have a business partner, <laughs> but not everybody else does. You um, yeah. I mean, I think the the balancing act is focusing on the the highest return activities, focusing on the production piece of things, and not spending a lot of time on the non productive stuff. Because I think if we were to take a minute by minute or hour by hour account of how most fitness business owners are spending their time, odds are they're not super efficient. So if they can find some efficiencies and they can start to spend their time better, you know, they can, they can do both without working 18 hours a day because they're probably not working as much as they're being active 
right now. So if they just tighten things up, they're going to be a little bit better. I mean, think about it like what I call the uh, the the day before vacation approach. I mean, the day before anybody goes on vacation, they're like the most productive person on earth. They've got their to-do list. They're checking things off one after the other. They are the model of productivity. But we don't approach things like that on a normal day. Well, if you did, you could probably move your business forward in half the time that you're spending on it now. But, you know, you've got to be willing to eliminate distractions and really be focused, and that's not easy. I mean, I don't think it's easy for me or anybody else. But if it's that important to you, then you'll find a way to do it. Right. Well, I'm. you know, too, we're not just – sometimes some online businesses are multi-layered, and sometimes it's just selling, in, you know, uh, one product. One product won't take, <laughs> you know, as much time as a multi-layered running many different websites, running many different programs and coaching as it would if you, you know, you're talking about just doing – one thing online rather than, you know, full-time yeah. things and, you know, running communities, running private Facebook forums, running coaching programs, putting out products, promoting other people. That's a whole different layer. Yep. No, I, uh, I think you're right, but I think the solution to that is simple is just, See where your successes are and start to put more time into those and put more of your focus on those. And then the places right. where you're not gaining as much traction, do a little bit less. Because, right. you know, it's like if somebody runs a, a an offline training business and they've got, you know, boot camps or group training stuff going and it's just rocking and rolling and they keep trying to start, like, nutrition coaching programs and different things like that, they're like, man, I'm spending 20% on my – time on this nutrition stuff that only 5% of my income comes from it comes from it then you need to chuck it and spend more of your time on the things that are giving you a return. Ah, that's a good point because I one time a, a trainer did come to me with that same thing. They were doing an online business, they were doing a bunch of boot camps in different cities and you know, obviously they were doing other things offline and it came down to the online stuff really was uh, they were putting much more time into the online stuff with what, much less of a return. Yep. So it, and, that and, case, you know, and there's a there's a time horizon we got to think of here, too. I mean, nothing right. is likely going to be immediate gratification. But right, if no. you put a year into the online stuff and you're still not seeing a return, then yeah. you're probably not doing something well. Well, right. In that case, that's what was the the point. It was a couple of years, and it was way much, too much time, not enough return on investment, whether it be time or money. And, you know, it was like, well, I'm going to have to cut that part out of the business because I'm wearing too many hats. Yep. That was that example. Well, I mean, obviously that doesn't happen all the time, but I am just was relating to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, what um what systems, you know, when when you talk about these different models and lifestyle design, are there specific systems that you put in place in your your business that really turn things around for you and help make you more successful? 
or 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 things that you recommend trainers put it like like I, everybody's into tools and everybody wants to have like the the perfect tools and systems in place. You are you a fan of that? And do you have certain ones you recommend or certain way of looking at that? Um, you know, I don't know if there is, if perfect is even mm-hmm. a thing, but right. but I've got things that that I've gotten comfortable with that have worked for me, and you know, I I. I basically use the Franklin and then later Franklin Covey paper planner system from 1994 until the beginning of this year. Now I'm testing out a new one, and I'll see if I like the new one better. But if not, I'll go back to that one because it served me well. And, um, you know, I I use Infusionsoft for most of my email marketing work. Uh, I would tell you that for most fitness professionals, Infusionsoft is overkill. Right. Uh, but, you know, I feel like you need a system that you're comfortable with, that you're confident with, that you can get in there and um, know your way around and not be overwhelmed with. Uh, you know, I'm actually testing something called Active Campaign right now as an alternative that is much less expensive and. I think at this point does the things that a fitness professional would need it to do. Um, you know, I use Google Calendar and Google Drive and Gmail right. a lot. Um, yeah. I use Time Trade to schedule coaching calls. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I just I like finding solutions that make my life easier. Like right now I've been testing a a system called ClickFunnels because I don't know how to create websites. I don't know any of that stuff. Uh, ClickFunnels, you can create pages, squeeze pages, sales pages, membership Mm -hmm. areas without really being super-duper tech savvy. And for me, that's that's a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. I know in the training, like in the offline business landscape, Man, we went through billing company after billing company trying to find the right one. And, um, you know, at this point, I think I like Zen Planner the best. And, you know, that doesn't mean other ones don't work well, but the criteria that I use for all this stuff is pretty much always the same. It's like simple and easy to use. Yep. That'll give you the outcome you want. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't need the most flashy or complicated. I want simple. I want easy to use. That'll get me what I'm trying to to accomplish. And um, you know, so lately I've been kind of steering people towards Implanner because I felt like it was simpler than all the other billing solutions that I was seeing um, as far as being able to do scheduling and billing and, and and a degree of email communication like that. It's way easier than a lot of that stuff I was using back in the health club days, ABC, AAC, all those. And then it's, and I feel like it's a lot easier than something like mind body. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know I'm kind of quirky when it comes to some of this stuff. Like I, it's important for me to have a big, wall calendar in front of me and a big dry erase board in front of me in my office because I'm not somebody who wants to have everything in the cloud 
Um, you know, I like seeing, I like to be able to look up and see, okay, the, uh, you know, May 23rd on a Saturday. I, I want it visually. I want it right in front of me. And that way when somebody's on the phone saying, hey, are you free this day? I can do that. When I do a coaching call, I uh, I often will walk over to my dry erase board and jot down notes and try to just put things in a framework that make it easier for me to do things, like to, to work on that person's business instead of trying to remember it all. So, um, you know, I mean, I know I've given you a bunch of kind of disjointed examples, but, you know, I think that you just have to pick out the tools that fit your personality and turn them into your own kind of productivity system. Uh, you know, the, the, the other example I'd give you would be something like, uh, you know, I, I am a voracious reader, um, books everywhere. Well, lately I've been, um, you know, really moving most of my library towards the Kindle on my iPad mini. Now the regular size iPad didn't work for me. I wouldn't use it as much for reading, but that one is the perfect size for what I was trying to accomplish. So, you know, you just got to find stuff that fits with you and, you know, I mean, don't get pulled away. And this is probably good advice for anything. Don't get pulled away by the shiny object syndrome. Just because there's new technology or something, some other cool tools come out, if you're having good results with something that's working for you, you don't necessarily have to change. And, uh, I mean, that's why I used a, the same paper planner for literally – 20 years mm-hmm. and that piece of my life was fine like the only reason i've kind of changed now is that i wanted something that would show me a little bit more weekly at a glance instead of day by day with this kind of shift in my business and then after a while if i don't like it then i'll go back to the other but otherwise i'm sticking with this that's good advice that's good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what would uh, what would what would top what would be your top three tips that you'd give uh, a training business trying to succeed or a tr- new trainer? We've got a lot of listeners who are brand new, trying to become int- entrepreneurs for the first time. Maybe they're launching their first group training or boot camp program. Uh, if you had to give them three tips that would help them succeed, even if they were daily actions or anything, what what would you what would you say? So number one would be kind of get clear on what you want to be known for in your market. I mean, I've used the word brand and everything else, and, and sometimes I'm I'm afraid that that word has a connotation people attach to it. Like, But right. just figure out what you want to be known for in your market. And, you know, for me, it's, hey, I, I help fitness entrepreneurs build their ideal business. I mean, for Georgette, maybe it, you know, and, and I'm I'm looking at this from the outside looking in with Georgette, right. it, but it could be helping people run super successful fitness boot camps. And it, once you figure that out, everything else becomes easier. You know, who you're marketing to, what your message is. You know how you're spending your time, what kind of culture you're creating in your in your business, 
So get clear on what you want to be known for in your market. And then, you know, number two, be a producer. Every day, I mean, this comes, I think, from my competitive sports background. There's a scoreboard in my world. Every darn day, there is a scoreboard. And either I produced or I didn't. Now, that production doesn't always necessarily mean monetary. It might mean new relationships, strong relationships, delivering a a service, improving something. But every day, if, if I can't tangibly chalk something up on that scoreboard and say, I moved closer to my goals, then I really wasted an opportunity. And I did my business, I did my family, I did the people that I serve. A, you know, I, 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 I basically did did them a misjustice, if you will, or an injustice, I guess, if you will, because that's time that I don't get back. So, um, you know, so being a producer is is number two every day. Kind of create your own scoreboard and figure out, okay. How did I move closer to my goals each and every day? Map it out in the morning. And, like, I I put down three things in the morning that I want to accomplish over the course of the day. And at the end of the day, there are three things that I'm going to have to answer to. I'm going to say, well, did I do this? If I didn't, how could I have been better today? And then um, the third thing, you know, keep – Keep studying, keep connecting, because most people in the business world, not just in our industry, they don't they don't really grow, they don't evolve, they don't spend their time around people that are going to make them better. They don't study things that are going to make them better. And if you do, it's going to allow you to kind of create that gap between you and the competition because you're going to think differently. You're going to know things that other people don't know. You're always going to stay ahead of the curve. And, frankly, most people don't. I mean, I I feel like most people who are in business kind of walk around almost like zombies. They just kind of do the same thing over and over and over, and then they just spend their time complaining about the results. (laughs) And and it's not that tough to be successful. Yeah, maybe it's it's challenging to be in that top 1%, but it's not too tough to be in the top 5 or 10% because all you have to do is, Keep improving, surround yourself with good people, produce, and then become known for something in your market. You do those things, and you'll you'll have plenty of success. That's awesome. You mentioned, uh, you know, this talk, talking about keeping studying, you mentioned, uh, and you mentioned your Kindle uh, on the on the iPad Mini. Are there? What are your favorite books? What what's, what are you reading? What do you and what do you recommend? Man, what am I reading? Um, you know, right now, uh, Russell Brunson had just come out with a new dot-com secrets book. That That's actually what I'm reading right now. And I say that it's not on my Kindle because I don't think he sold it on the Kindle. It was part of a, a launch he did. Um, but I'm reading that. I'm reading, and I, and I read like three things at the same time. I just kind of bounce back and forth. Um I'm reading The Education of Millionaires, and I am rereading my favorite book of all time, Ready, Fire, Aim by Michael Masterson. And 
so at any time, I'm usually reading three things. That way it just kind of depends on what mood I'm in, how much time I have. Some some have the shorter, choppier chapters. Some of them are a little bit longer where you've got to really kind of commit. Um, but those are the three that I'm kind of in right now. Awesome. <laughs> I, I read uh, three or four or five books at a time, too. Sometimes it's hard to just sit and get through one. But uh, I, I find if yep. you read a couple at a time, you can keep you can keep yourself reading longer. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. Um, another thing, Pat, I wanted to bring up. This is this is just kind of an aside here, but we've had uh, Dave, the Bandman Schmitz, on our on our uh, podcast a couple times. He's a great guy. He's a friend. Uh, learned a lot from him. I use bands personally, and you came up a couple times. I, I think you might have worked <laughs> with him before. Is that true, Dave? I was a shareholder in Resistance Band Training. That was the part of that network of businesses that I owned, and uh, and I was you know a minority shareholder. Obviously, Dave is the majority and the the uh, the face and the all knowing guru when it comes to bands. And uh, man, I, I love Dave. Dave is um, just Dave's a perfect example of being known for something in your market. And getting after it every day. I mean, he really is the epitome of that. He's he's worked so hard to become the most knowledgeable, uh, you know, really kind of progressive guy. When it, innovative is the word that I always use when I think of Dave when it comes to band training. And um, man, he is he is kind of my prototype of somebody who I just think is an awesome awesome example of what's possible in this industry because he's become known for something. He's become, um, you know, a real difference maker for the people that he serves. He, um, you know, he's clearly built a very successful business, but he's not done it at the expense of being a great family man, a great dad. I mean, he's got you know, three awesome kids, and and you know they the, the the band business has actually become kind of a big deal for them. They've all had their share of uh, successes in sports, and uh, a lot of the training stuff that they've done has been a part of that. And he's been able to go, you know, raise money for their high school through band training stuff. And so, I mean, I think that. You'd be hard pressed to find uh, somebody to that that that'd be a much better role model if you're trying to gain some traction in in our field than than a guy like Dave. Um, so That's yeah, awesome. it's it's fun that you brought him up because I I just think the world of him. Well, he he speaks highly of you, but the real reason I brought it up is because when he was on the show. I said, you know, if there was a, we, we've got to get something started here, but uh, if there was a fitness celebrity death match and uh, you had a showdown with him, well, I asked him if he, if you would win or he would win the, the fight. And he actually said that you probably would get him on strength, and, uh, and but that you wouldn't be able to catch him because he's just too fast still. And so I don't know what you have to say about that. Whether you think you'd beat him? Who Who wins? Pat Rigsby versus Man, Dave the Bandman. He he wins clearly because that dude is relentless. He just never gets tired ever. I mean, I've seen him. 
film for like an entire day with no breaks, film the, you know, his, his products and courses. And, and, and he's just like, he, I remember our videographer talking about it. He was like, Dave is the only guy that I've ever filmed who, when he gets tired, he goes faster. And <laughs> I, I mean, I've just never seen anything else like that. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He, he'd win because I, I would, man, even if there were things I might be a little stronger in, I would wear out and, and I would be down for the count and just concede. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. We'll let him know that. And then uh, you better get to training then because I think that match yeah. is coming soon. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. I hope not. <laughs> do, you have any, uh, do you have any favorite motivational quotes? Oh, man, that's uh... – that's a good one. So the one that sits above my desk is from one of my my idols, uh, Walt Disney, and it it's it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And you know, you'll have plenty of naysayers, you'll have plenty of people that uh, you know like to tell you all the reasons why something can't happen. But you look at some of the things that a guy like that's accomplished. And you're like, man, the things that I'm trying to do are pretty small in comparison. So there's no reason in the world why I can't make these things happen. So that's that's the one that I that I look at every day. There are plenty of other ones. I mean, anybody who's been a uh, you know a, a sport coach has a, a list of them. I've got you know three other ones sitting on my desk that all you know I've had kind of play a prominent role on my desk ever since I was coaching baseball. But but that one's my favorite. The It's kind of fun to do the impossible. That's great. Cool. All right, well, what's next for you? What's next for Pat? What's in the future? What's uh, What does the future hold? Um. Well, in the short term, I'm probably going to go out and play wiffle ball with my four-year-old. But in the, uh, in the long term, <laughs> in the business sense, <laughs> I am going to, uh, you know, right now we're in the middle of a course that that we just enrolled people in called the Client Conversion System. And frankly, I, I think it's probably poorly named on my part because it's basically a branding and conversion system, like how to kind of create your own identity and then build your uh, sales and marketing system around that. Um, so that's that's something that, that I'm working on. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely you know working right now, putting together a couple um, mastermind groups to to take people who have something of real value to to offer and help them uh, start to explore the online business world, or for people who already have something, help them optimize what they're doing. So those are the projects that I have. Um, in works here in the short term and then uh later towards the end of the year I'll have a few other exciting things coming out but uh yeah so it it's a lot of fun I'm I'm enjoying pretty much every minute of it That's awesome. Well, well thank you so much. Um we're we're just out of, about out of time. Georgette, do you have any last uh questions or any last words that you want to ask Pat? No, I wanted to know what was coming next, but he already answered it. <laughs> awesome. And 
Don't, now, no, we're, we're don't still worry, I'll have a, a few uh, smaller products and programs, too, that kind of fit in with all this stuff that we've talked about today. Um, yeah. But I don't know timelines, on like dates when they're coming out, but I know there are um, about four of them that are in different stages of development. So uh, we, we definitely have some other things uh, that will be coming down the line there. Oh, that's cool, because... I'll get that the word out on that to my crew. And Pat, yeah. what's a good way of uh, where should people go if they want to find out more about you? Other than uh, you know, I know Georgette's going to post some links as they come up, and we're we're going to post this uh, podcast. But where 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 could people go if they want to find out more about you and and some of these uh, new developments? Um, PatRigsby dot com is the easiest. Answer, yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm just starting to kind of do more work there. Um, yeah, and you can certainly get on my newsletter there. I mail out a newsletter with just some tips and tactics and insights five or six days a week. Uh, and then I'm, I am just putting up a uh, – just opened up a like a private – like a Facebook page where I'll be sharing a lot of stuff too, and it's brand new. Um, and it's, you know, the facebook.com backslash Pat Rigsby HQ. So, um, you know, either of those are probably the easiest place to find me. I share a ton of content that hopefully can help you build your ideal business. So, uh, yeah, I mean, check those two out. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, thank you so much, Pat. We're really appreciative to have you on the call today and um, on the podcast. And uh, we're we're about out of time, so man, I I know that Georgette, Georgette and I would both love to have you back at some point, maybe as a follow up when some of these things are are getting launched. And uh, I don't know if you'd be open to that, but we we'd love it. Oh, I, I would love to. I uh, certainly am a huge fan of the work you guys are doing and the impact you're having to so anything that I can do to, to help and to uh, help you know, kind of move some of these motivated folks that are listening in forward, always happy to. Cool. Well, we'll awesome. get part one up on the blog today. We'll get, we'll get the word out today. People can listen to that. And we'll also send – Jess, you got – does he get that automatically or do we have to – we're going to send him a – the uh, recording. Yeah, we can send we can send him the recording as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a have a wonderful rest of your day. Get out there and play some wiffle ball with your son, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Yep. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. All right.